right, here we are, hour three of the program, heading towards uh, the noon hour when Alan Carter will take over. Danny Longo will handle the news there. Um, but listen, yesterday was a, a big day uh, as far as the new rules for traveling are concerned. The Fed's analysis starting on July the 5th. Fully vaccinated Canadians, you'll have a little bit of freedom and uh, permanent residents that are fully vaccinated will be able to enter Canada without undergoing a quarantine hotel. So you can skip that stay at a hotel that you didn't want to pay for anyways. Um, and you'll need to show documents proving you've received both doses of the vaccines approved in Canada at least 14 days prior to entering the country. You still have to have that negative PCR test coming in. You still have to take an, a COVID test when you arrive. You have to be asymptomatic and you have to have a suitable quarantine plan in place just in case they determine, well, you know what, actually, we've got a problem here. So what are you planning on? How are you going to quarantine? Non-vaccinated children or dependent adults traveling with them will also be exempt from the hotel stay. And kids are going to have to quarantine for two full weeks. Now, another piece of the puzzle. We know that the Canada-U.S. border is closed to non-essential travel until at the very earliest, the 21st of July. Our numbers are going up as far as vaccinations are concerned. And yesterday, Public Safety Minister Bill Blair said the government is setting its sights on now getting 75% of the population fully vaccinated, at which point Canada could fully loosen safety measures at the border. That's 75% fully vaccinated. That's when we could begin to welcome fully vaccinated tourists from the other side of the border to Canada. Now, I don't know if that's soon enough for the tourism industry that is suffering. It has been suffering a lot during this pandemic, it might be uh, fine with you, but here to talk about how they feel, Scotty Greenwood, CEO of the Canadian American Business Council. Scotty, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hey, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Good to be with you. First of all, let's talk about um, who you represent. Who do the uh, the Canada American Business Council consist of? Sure. So the Canadian American Business Council has been around for about 30 years, and we're really a, a cheerleader, if you will, um, an advocate, uh, for the Canada-U.S. relationship, we're half Canadian, half U.S., and it's it's both the big, iconic brands that everybody's heard of um, in, in Canada and the United States, but also entrepreneurs um, uh, and business people, thought leaders from both sides of the border. So really, really fully bilateral, um, and, and we're advocates for this very special international relationship that's, that's the Canada-U.S. relationship. It's been a special relationship for the last four years, Liz, to say the least. So how do you feel about the Fed's announcement yesterday? So, you know what? I think it's important to um, base decisions on science and facts. And so the thing is, it's and it's also important to take into consideration, of course, public safety and public health. So, so when the government shut the border down, um, when the Canada-U.S. governments got together um, and together made the decision over a year ago to shut the border down to non-essential travel, <clears throat> but keep it open for commerce. That made really good sense. And with the devel- at the time, it was it was exactly what had to be done. And it's been, as we all know, a really um, a really difficult year and a half. But with vaccines now, what we know is if you're fully vaccinated, um, it's safe. It's safe to go back to um, uh, go back to, to to life as as it was. And you know, I think about the U.S. has been open, actually, the whole time to Canadian travelers who are flying. Um, it hasn't been open to the rest of the world. But the U.S. really hasn't seen Canada as a threat 
Um, and the U.S. would like to be open to Canadian travelers, especially fully vaccinated. Um, at the moment, though, what we saw yesterday is the government of Canada is taking a, a, a very cautious approach, um, which is if you're a fully vaccinated Canadian, you're okay to travel and you don't have to quarantine. If you're a fully vaccinated American, um, not so much. And, and the thing, Kelly, if you go back to 2019, just thinking about tourism for a second, um, more there were about 21 million international tourists who came to Canada in, in 2019, and more than two-thirds of them were coming from the U.S., and they poured about $8.7 billion into the Canadian economy. So wow. tourism alone um, is, a, is a pretty pretty big factor, and um, and we can talk, if you want, about foreign investment into Canada. This is This is a huge economic relationship a huge cultural relationship, um, families, neighbors, all of that. And so there's a lot at stake here. Do you think the Americans are going to take this as a slight, the fact that our government said, yeah, until we get 75% of uh, our population um, vaccinated, fully vaccinated Americans, it doesn't matter if you've already reached that number, we're not letting you in. Well, look, I think in the first instance, everyone understands you've got to vaccinate your own population first. So, so, you know, the U.S. is working really hard to vaccinate our population. Canada is, too. And that makes really good sense. Um, in terms, though, of saying that a fully vaccinated American is not able to travel in Canada. Yeah, I mean, that's getting noticed by policymakers in the U.S. One uh, really prominent member of Congress said it was B.S. Um, he didn't he didn't use the abbreviation. Um, but we also have senators. United States senators right across the board from, you know, Chuck Schumer in New York to Amy Klobuchar in Minnesota to Patty Murray in the state of Washington, all of whom are kind of banging on the White House door saying to the president, uh, you've got to reopen the border to Canada, even if they're not going to reopen it to us. Like, it's too important uh, for these border communities to, mm -hmm. to welcome Canadians back across the land border. Do you think Americans deserve an explanation for uh not allowing fully vaxxed uh, Americans into Canada? Well, look, we, you know, Canada and the U.S. Are, are really good at talking to each other all the time. So I think it's good to have the lines of communication open. And I think, you know, I think it's also important to, um, if you're going to follow science, follow the science. So it, it, it's a little... Um, it's a little concerning or more than a little concerning um, if if the decision just is made in per perpetually to exclude Americans. I think that I think that becomes increasingly difficult to explain. Mm -hmm. And it might be hard to get uh, Americans back to Canada uh, with their tourism dollars if they feel slighted. I mean, sometimes people get a bad taste in their mouth and they think, you know what, I'll be going elsewhere with my money. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm not sure how people will make their decisions. But I, I do know, you know, when you think about foreign direct investment in Canada, um, there, there's a lot of a, a lot of the economy at stake. And so total foreign direct investment in Canada, for example, in 2019 was nine hundred and seventy three billion dollars and fully 46 percent of that came from the United States. The next largest country investing in Canada was the Netherlands. And Kelly, that was at twelve percent. Wow. So I think I think when you think about how integrated our economies are and how mutually beneficial this relationship has been, it's really important not to take it for granted um, and to kind of invest in how we 
do business together and how we work together. And, and the other thing is, how do we manage our border together? You know, um, at the Canadian American Business Council, we've been saying for three decades now, it's really important for Canada and the United States, for our governments to work hand in hand to make sure the border is very efficient um, for people and commerce to go across and, you know, and, and also is safe and secure to keep keep all the bad stuff out. So we're going to have to figure out from a technology point of view, how to how to satisfy ourselves that people are mm-hmm. safe and healthy. Um, but that's that's doable. Where there's a will, there's a way. What I worry about is Canada and the United States kind of deciding to go their own ways um, and manage the border separately. It's the same border, you know, so it would it would be good for us to um, kind of double down and say, you know what, we were in this together and we're going to get through it together and we, and we need to help each other out. That's I think that would be a better approach. It's interesting how language informs perception, because listening to you talk about this, uh, every time you say the border, it seems a little bit less friendly than our border. It's a shared border. You're right. So what do we have to see from our federal government in order to make, um, you know, your members feel more secure about the relationship between uh, Canada and America when it comes to doing business across that border? Well, you're, you know, you're right. I didn't, I didn't realize the border versus our border, but you're right. It is our border. And so I think, I think if, if, if we all can treat it that way, that it's a, it's a shared resource, much like, much like our environment is, is shared, right? We're on the same, um, you know, watersheds, the same piece of land, the same air, you know, we, we, we truly are on the same piece of the earth together. And the border between our border, between our two countries is something that we've done a really good job at at managing together. There have been some phenomenal innovations um, uh, in the way we, you know, this border is has been the envy of the world. You know, you think about other international borders, and there are very few um, set aside Europe, which has you know a different approach. Um, there are very few that are as friendly and as, and there are none that are as prosperous as ours. Um, so I think the governments uh, should should resolve to work together on getting through this terrible pandemic, but also recovering our economy together and getting back to our way of life in a safe way. And again, it's it's all about working together on that and not going our separate ways. Yeah, there are a lot of countries that haven't reached. I don't I don't know if there is a country that's reached 75 percent fully vaccinated population yet. Like Israel, I was reading was at something like 56 and they were at the top of the fully vaccinated list. But mm-hmm. um, numbers aside, um, that seems like a lofty goal you know, to allow Americans in when we're fully vaccinated. And this is what Bill Blair was saying yesterday, our minister. So would you like to see transparent benchmarks and a, and a, a plan where it seems more attainable announced that, that we can look forward to on both sides of our border? Well, I do think it would be helpful to understand what the game plan is, understand what the metrics are, um, but then also understand that if you're fully vaccinated, um, whether you're Canadian or American or from another country, if you're fully vaccinated, uh, it's okay for you to travel. I think treating people, you know, a vaccinated person is a vaccinated person. And so treating mm-hmm. people that way um, is going to be important for us to kind of get back to um, the way things need to be to move forward. So is it the Canadian tourism industry that is more dependent on getting things going? Or is it the, uh, you know, do the Americans even, are we a blip as far as tourism goes for you down there? No, it's, it, it's really big, actually. It's Canadians are the largest source of tourists to the United States and vice versa. Um, that has been the case actually since 9-11. It became really difficult and 
you remember after 9-11, the U.S. was not a welcoming place to come, right? It was very difficult uh, to travel here. It was became increasingly so. And really, Canada and Mexico are the only two countries that continued to travel to the United States and visit at the same levels as pre-9-11. Um, but, but going both ways, Canada, you know, U.S. visitors to Canada, Canadian visitors to the U.S., it's a huge part of our economy. And it's not just tourism. It's also about families. It's also about just regular doing business across the border, manufacturing, um, you know, the services sector. It's, a, it's actually a $700 billion a year annual relationship. And it didn't happen automatically and it wasn't by accident. So it's going to be really important not to take it for granted, to really invest in it and try to get it, get it booming again. That's what we really need. Scotty, I want to thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time and fingers crossed that we get this thing worked out sooner rather than later. It's such an important relationship uh, and our neighbors to the south are not just neighbors, they're family members. So it'd be nice to get the family back together again. It would be, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me.